0: God help me defending Cyclops, which pretty much considering cutting this out immediately when I edit this episode.
1: <laughs>
0: I have all the control. Power. Ha! And Charles. Ha! Ha! And Charles talk comics. Hi there. Welcome to Ha and Charles talk comics episode four. I'm sitting here with my good friend Javier Gonzalez and we are discussing today a Hawkeye run from 2000 and oh my gosh I've already done it I didn't look that up from 2000 and something 2012 Hawkeye run from 2012 and a arc of the X-Men called Mutant Massacre from 1987, I believe. Am I right on that, Hav? Yeah, I think
1: it was 86 to 87. 86 to 87. Maybe. Okay. Right in there.
0: I've I've really realized I know what the dates are when I look up to put it in the liner notes on the episode. It's amazing how much I learned when I actually research stuff.
1: So this is the second time in a row if we're going to go chronologically like we have been.
0: well,
1: mm-hmm. let me say, first of all, it's probably obvious to anybody listening, I'm suggesting the older stuff so far. You're suggesting the newer stuff. Newton Massacre was something I suggested. I read it back when it came out. I didn't read everything, but, but I read a lot of it when it came out, especially the, the X-Men related books.
0: You didn't read Power Pack? And
1: I think I picked up an issue. I don't think I picked up that issue of Power Pack back then.
0: Boy, you I were not missing out.
1: get the Daredevil issue.
0: Oh, really? Weakest link yeah. in that.
1: We, it was really different. Well, we, we got a lot to get into. I yeah, think. yeah. We'll, lot, but...
0: we'll, we'll get to that. So I it have was, opinions. It, it was,
1: yeah, it was more nostalgic for me to suggest it. I had not read one page of it since back then, I think. And there's a lot going on. I'd forgotten how soap opera X X-Factor, New Mutants could be and really were when Chris Claremont was on there. There's all sorts of stuff going on. There's a whole bunch of backstory there that they let you in on a lot of it, but, man, there's a lot that had come before this arc and a lot that goes on after this arc so that this really doesn't feel like a beginning, middle, and end story when you read it like I just did. I don't know if you had similar sentiments, and I, I would be surprised if you were a little more harsh than I am gonna be about it since this is the first time you ever read it, right?
0: Yes, it is. And, again... With some of the stuff you read, I felt personally attacked by things that were in it, uh, especially the new mutant stuff, because I didn't really read X-Men or much mutant things when I was reading in junior high, but I did read a bunch of new mutants and I remember really enjoying it. So I was very disappointed that of the mutant issues, the ones for in their actual books, they were the weakest link of those. So disappointed in myself, not in the in the title disappointed in, and i understand that tastes change but wow
1: well i would i would hope you your uh, your comic book palette has developed a little bit <laughs> since you know i we were in middle school in the in the, in the mid 80s <laughs> i
0: i will admit i am so slightly you here, you're like i am slightly okay. more mature but, but just slightly, slightly.
1: Like sometimes I really I do question whether, you know, my whatever emotional maturity ended in, you know, seventh or eighth grade. No, I got a little bit past that, I can, I can safely say. Now, I'm not saying a whole bunch more. I, I have matured emotionally, whatever, a little bit since then. But yeah, I mean, again, nostalgia, this was right in the wheelhouse again for me of of when I was picking up the stuff at the grocery store or bookstores in the mall. So finally remembered it. And the, and I like, for example, I don't know, in the collection that you read, they had that chart in the back that had all the different comic books with, like, little characters jumping around. I remember seeing that in one of the first issues I picked up, whether it was Uncanny X-Men or or X-Factor, and thinking, oh, let me see if I can try. And I I don't think... I think I tried to pick up most of the comic books, but I, I couldn't find... I don't think a power pack was widely distributed at the places or stocked at the grocery stores or or bookstores book i went to and i noticed on that little chart daredevil was not included on the little chart even though it's clearly related and and that whole that that one issue was just oddly it just it didn't fit in for some reason in my mind it was just kind of an outlier and i, I was never clear saber is just is he part of the marauders is he not and and okay let me back up
0: well hold on we're, so yeah i was gonna say we're doing
1: keep-
0: we're doing it again forget spoiler alerts this is we we talk about comics that have been read and we say what comics we're going to do there there can be spoilers if we're going to spoiler alert something it'll be i don't know i i won't say what happened in the um latest lois superman and lois on cw that i watched this morning
1: oh i haven't seen that the oh that, see, then
0: i won't spoil anything not that there's a lot to spoil. No, no I was um, going to say spoiler S- Superman was is was Clark Kent. I make Sorry. a bad attempt at a joke. Oh, okay. I, I, no, I was going to say we're, we're back to what we did in the first episode of not discussing what we're going to discuss. We're just starting to discuss it. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about what the mutant massacre is? What is this arc?
1: So guess what? Some mutants get massacred. And How concise? It's, it's runs through... I know, right? Just to get to the, <laughs> get to, get to the chase... So there's, uh, and this is a multi-issue, multi-title crossover event in Marvel circa 1980, starting in 1986. I think it might have carried over in 87, but I'm not sure. And there's a bunch of stuff that had been being planted in issues before with, with this mysterious figure. And if you, if you haven't read this stuff, you wouldn't know into this because they don't do a very good job of this mr sinister is behind a group of bad mutants called the marauders uh, oh, okay
0: so mr sinister is who's going but to have been behind this whole mutant reason, massacre I really
1: don't get a motivation for this right exactly and for, for for reasons not apparent from what we read i don't believe he directs his marauders to go into the tunnels below new york city where there are a group of mutants called the morlocks that live eat and breathe they are led by a leader called callisto who i don't remember what her powers are i don't even know she's just a really good fighter and maybe that she's highly skilled but i don't remember what else and at some point and i do remember this in prior issues before this run on mutant massacre her and storm had fought and storm is depowered at this point she doesn't have her her, her powers for and i don't remember why that is but i do remember that her so callisto later the Morlocks fight. Fights Storm for leadership of the Morlock, and Storm wins. Uh, she also had famously, uh, you know, issues before beat Cyclops for leadership of the X-Men. So, so,
0: so, uh, so then. Hold on, hold on. Go ahead. So basically, if you want to take over a mutant group, all you have to do is beat up the leader.
1: Yeah, you throw down.
0: Yeah, um, homo superior indeed. That's, that's, homo that's, superior that's, indeed.
1: Yes. Go ahead. So, so when the when the Morlocks are attacked, the X Men, of course, come to the rescue. Soren feels responsibility towards them. Also, it's my understanding, by uh, recollection, one of the reasons a lot of the mutants that are that are Morlocks that, that live in the tunnels, it's because a lot of times physically they can't easily blend in to quote unquote regular society. Their mutation there are such that there are physical attributes that make it very easy to tell. They are mutants, for example, you have Caliban is one of the mutants and you have Leech. They both don't look like you and me. Uh, they, 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 you know, bigger eyes, different skin tone, color. And, and yeah, so then these Marauders, you got, and let me back up, the Marauders go down there to, to, to kill, kill the mutants that are down there, X-Factor, X, uncanny X-Men get involved, the X-Men get involved, you know, the, the underclass or the, the young students for the X-Mansion and Xavier's school list are the new mutants, who at the time, the headmaster is Magneto.
0: Because yeah. he's
1: in one of his good guy time periods.
0: I, I was mildly shocked about the uh, Magneto. I, I knew that that had happened during the X-Men run, because it's referenced other places, but it was just kind of surprising. Like, oh yeah, wait, that's that's this part. I mean, and coming in there there's like no explanation how there he is, and where's where's Charles Xavier?
1: Yeah, well, and Charles Xavier I think during this time period is out in the Galaxy somewhere with his girlfriend, on and off girlfriend, and I'm blanking on her name. Later, come back to that. Okay. And so, speaking of, you know, speaking of Charles Xavier and Magneto. So at, at the same time, you have the the formerly known as the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, which I, I always kind of laughed at at that. Pretty. Weird name. I don't know if that was just something in the comic books or they actually call themselves <laughs> the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. I, I would think they would leave out evil and just say, hey, we're a Brotherhood of Mutants. Well, I mean... Uh, is led by, at it, this point in time, what? It, it has to
0: be the Brotherhood of Evil Mut- Mutants. That's, I mean, you have the Sinister Six, you have the Brotherhood of the Evil Mutants. No, I, I swear, I would almost guess that when it came out that way that they did call themselves that, but I think it's kind of been retconned so they're the Brotherhood of Mutants, because remember they—they they well, were even now.
1: Uh... Go
0: ahead. Oh, you were gonna say even now?
1: No, no, no I'm sorry. ahead, Charles. I'm being bad about that.
0: I—I've I've lost my, lost my track. You're good. I—I I just think it's been kind of like I said I'm retconned sorry, but... to be brotherhood, Brotherhood, the Brotherhood of Mutants. The evil is dropped because we're we're dealing with something that comics were not subtle when that kind of stuff started, so it's. Brotherhood of evil mutants. And sure, they're going to say that because they are evil. Look at what they're doing. They're evil. We have to explain to people that they're bad. I mean, their actions can't do that. I mean, it's like when Antifa attacked the the, uh, Congress in January.
1: Sorry, go ahead. (laughs) Oh, and that that was a joke, just in case anybody's out there. (laughs) I don't believe Charles really thinks that was a uh, false flag Anyways,
0: No, clearly, if it was Antifa, oh, the Republicans good. would be investigating it. Go ahead. That, yeah, that was the true. end of politics.
1: Yes. Well, and, well, actually, a little more, maybe not directly po- po- politics, but speaking of that, that the name of that group, even Brotherhood of Mutants now. Right. Uh-huh. Isn't that a little sexist? Shouldn't it be some non-gender specific, like the association of mutants or well, uh, brotherhood, brother and sisterhood of mutants? Anyways. You want the I, elementary I just, school I, explanation I when I,
0: I they say, hold on, I'll give you the uh, elementary school ex- explanation. Why, when they say man in the Constitution okay. and in the Declaration of Independence, they mean men and women. And now I'm going to white male mansplain this. Well, actually... When the Founding Fathers did use the term man, they not only didn't mean man as in all men, they meant rich white men. Okay, wow. This has gone down a path. Sorry. Yay! So
1: so going back, Brotherhood of Evil Mutants is now known as Freedom Force, and they are a sanctioned governmental agency now led by Mystique. You know, obviously Magneto switched sides to the, to the light and is in charge of the, the, the Xavier School for, young, for Gifted Mutants or Gifted Kids whatever. So you got Mystique, Avalanche, Blob, Destiny, Pyro, and some iteration of Spider-Woman that I didn't remember being a part of that group at all uh,
0: I I was yeah, really kind of wondering
1: didn't do any kind of deep dive of that
0: yeah I was kind of wondering how the heck she got there that does not really seem like something her character would have been a part of I I really kind of wanna that one I do want to read a bit about because Jessica drew I mean she's had some toughness I mean we'll get we we'll talk some point I'm sure about secret invasion you talk about a rough road. A hoe. Uh, ooh, maybe Secret yeah. Invasion had already started.
1: <gasps> back then?
0: Oh, at least you How can. Far back to that. I, I don't know, but I, I, I will say you could probably make that case if they wanted to say, hey, she was part of this group. But of course, that was. She was the leader of the Skrulls. And again, I apologize. I'm going down off a path. But I. One of my favorite newer. I'm going to have you read a more recent Spider Woman arc because it is just one of these great comics that has come out in the last ten years. I I loved it. So at some point we'll read that and that's probably where I get most of the stuff. And I've read some things about her. She can be a really fun character. So anywho
1: I and I remember yeah no it was I remember her from Secret Invasion. Mm-hmm. Uh did not remember her being a part of this yeah. at all. Well she's uh, really kind of just I mentioned the Marauders earlier.
0: Yeah but Spider Woman the only reason I noticed her is because of the costume. She really doesn't have that much of a role, so it's just like, hey, we need another. She's just kind of like a background character. Like they're like, well, we need somebody else in this to have a group of x number of quote unquote heroes for this group. So we'll put Spider Woman in there too.
1: Going back real fast, Marauders. Uh-huh. So the the bad guy group that you you, were, you eventually later on find find out is put together by Mister Sinister. You, you have. And I just wrote these down as I was reading them. Arc-like, Blockbuster, Harpoon, Malice, maybe? Prism, Riptide, Scalp Hunter, Scrambler, Vertigo. And you, speaking of not learning a bunch about a lot of these folks, I mean, yeah, they're killing people left and right, but there's there's not a lot of character development there because they're just in there to, to, to do bad things and kill people, which yeah, they, they do a lot of.
0: Did you, did you mention Sabretooth?
1: Well, okay, so Sabretooth... Every time there's a group shot or the group of Marauders together, is Sabretooth ever with him?
0: He is clearly with the Marauders, isn't he? I mean, he's there killing mutants.
1: Right, but I don't remember him being, like, part of the group that, obviously, what's-his-face, Scalp Hunter is leading. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean?
0: I, I do. Even, even that do.
1: issue with Daredevil, he's he's kind of running solo, and then at the end of the arc, when he has the two clashes with Wolverine.
0: Uh-huh. Well, you know, that's, that's his, his, I mean, his solo. that's his fetish. Yeah, yeah. Fighting Wolverine yeah. is Sabretooth's fetish. I mean, completely. He's got a thing for small Canadian men that fight back.
1: Yeah, he really does. Then, God, and then, here's another thing about P- these things Puck had better man, watch man. out. So many... Say again
0: Puck had better watch out.
1: Yeah, yeah he should. <laughs> Wait a second. You're smaller <laughs> and you're angry. <laughs> I like you. Let's fight. <laughs> Um, I,
0: I don't know that Puck is angrier than Wolverine.
1: <laughs> I don't know either. I, just like
0: <laughs> I know, I like that. Uh, it's like, eh, we, we are talking about Wolverine. It's an angry little man.
1: No, because that made me think of, gosh, George, speak, we're just going down trails here. The Will Ferrell movie, Elf. <laughs> <laughs> in, like, when he's talking to, the, to, to Peter Dinklage's character, who's the <laughs> book writer, he's like, he's an angry little elf. <laughs> Call me an elf again. Uh, in. in <laughs> Yeah, and he does. Oh, my God, that that's so funny. Okay, so th- here's the other thing about these these crossovers and these big event books, and even just team books in general, like we've talked about. So many characters. So much going on, especially in this thing, where you have not only the X-Men and X-Factor and Ubans throwing some Thor, some Power Pack, and a Daredevil issue on top of that. Mm-hmm. X-Factor was the, you know, they decided to bring back Jean Grey from the dead in the in the mid-'80s. And then, of course, that brings back the original X-Men together. And this is another thing I'd forgotten about. I read X-Factor pretty early on. I didn't get it from issue number one, but, but a little before this arc, if not right when this arc was starting maybe, is why I started picking it up because of this crossover. X-Factor... They were called X-Factor to the, to the general public. They portrayed themselves as regular homo sapien people that were mutant hunters and it, it, their alter ego team was ex, the exterminators where they were, you know, obviously Cyclops. I don't know if Jean Grey was going by Marvel girls still beast, Iceman, Angel, the original X-Men lineup. And, and they were using the X-Factor mutant hunters thing to get a lead on mutants so they could go and help them just a weird way to go about trying to do the same thing that you know xavier had been doing forever they just decided to go this route warren, warren worthington III, third the angel is independently wealthy and had funded all of it and hidden his backing of x factor because he is no mutant it comes out during this arc that everybody finds out that it's all front, and so they're going to have to deal with that going forward. But yeah, and then part of that is they'd, they'd already rescued this kid, Rusty, who's got fire uh, powers, manipulating fire, and he got in cross with Cyclops, and he'd taken off, and then he gets into a scrape with the Freedom Fighters slash Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. And so that's where this all starts, and you see that interaction happening there. You also get the little kid, Artie Maddox, who can't speak but suppresses mutant powers if within he when he's in a certain distance of, of a mutant there he they cancels their powers yeah so i think those are all the big players i mean there's like i said there's just a lot going on here uh, please I, I feel like i've been talking too much any, any thoughts about all that
0: i it's okay i didn't read it what no, no, no i i was kidding i said i didn't read it <laughs>
1: <laughs> i did read <laughs> Uh, I started it. I was like, nope. Th- nope th- never mind. This
0: is this is the part of the uh of the class when they, the instructor calls on me and I say, Yeah, it was a ta- the tale of two cities. It was the best of times. <laughs> oh sorry. No, I I actually enjoyed most of this. There was there were some definite dated things going on. The strength of some of the issues was interesting going through it in particular. I mentioned the uh the Thor, the Daredevil issue okay. that I thought was incredibly weak and I just I just was doing some research and that was supposed to be at the end that that's the last thing because that's Sabretooth after the whole thing and he'd had the attack on the mansion. Okay. So, so it's kind of like an epilogue of where Sabretooth is I guess to let us know he's alive that that he does that. But I just I I was kind of shocked because I'm not a huge Daredevil guy, but I expected that to be better. The, some of the things that I liked, I mentioned the new mutants I did not care for because I thought that they were everything wrong with my choices I made in junior high. Are you reading? I would have liked more explanation about why a group of people came to, a group of mutants came out to, because aren't the Marauders mutants? Yeah. I mean, they even said they're mutants. Why does this group of mutants want to go into the tunnels under New York City and murder a huge group of mutants that are literally bothering no one? I, so it seemed to lack this motivation. I, I, I mean, I got nothing on why they were doing that. I bluntly was kind of confused with, what, what is the name of the group that the government runs with Mystique leading it again? Freedom Force. I, I don't get Freedom Force. I, they were going after, so they were chasing mutants. Okay, that's right. They were chasing mutants, and then X-Factor was pr- trying to protect the mutants, but everybody thought X-Factor right. was, is trying to kill mutants. I, I'm, right. I'm very confused Asher, with... control. Yeah. I'm very confused with how people are confused about who Cyclops is when he's in a different outfit. I mean, it's clearly the same guy with the fire blast things from his eyes, or concuss- concussive blasts, or um, I don't know what they are. All I all I know is what Gail Simone says they are, and good lord, that woman. She she has she, Cyclops nailed as the most awful character ever,
1: which is personally offensive because it's one of these my favorite characters. I do love her trolling. That,
0: that is that uh, is why uh, I brought uh, up Gail Simone and her opinions on.
1: I love her just trolling everybody oh that doesn't gosh. know that that's what she does somehow. Oh, no. <laughs> where she's <laughs> like, oh, the heat vision. The Cyclops is heat vision. It is. And the, everybody just loses their 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 crap.
0: It is one of the most brilliant. She is one of my favorite follows on Twitter, comic book wise. Yeah, she's just absolutely, absolutely brilliant, um, brilliant lady, brilliant. I enjoyed that. The Thor books. I was reading one of the two Thor issues. Yes, got it right. I was running yeah, reading you did one. It. I did. Did you? did you did you notice the pause right before it? I'm like, I did. Loaded up correctly. All right, I was reading one of the Thor issues, and while I was reading it, I was thinking about. One of the things that always, even back then, kind of irritated me about comic books when heroes would meet, unless it's the very first time, even when it's not the very first time, they both act as if, well, surely you don't remember me. And I was thinking about that. And then all of a sudden, Thor meets uh, X-Factor after he is saved. And by the way, he's carrying Angel. And then they go through this whole cyclops saying, well, I don't know if you... You would remember, but we have met before. When And Thor's like, well, yeah, I remember you. You're the dude that shoots whatever it is out of your eyes. How would I forget you? And of course you would remember me. I'm the god of thunder. Except then Thor actually goes, oh, wait, this this angel must have been that other one. I'm like, okay, so you didn't remember him with his giant-ass wings?
1: It's not like you're you're meeting some random person (laughs) that you haven't seen in five years that has no discerning... (laughs) unique anything about them
0: i ran into a guy i went to high school with at work and even when he said who he was i didn't recognize him he didn't recognize me either so i mean that was just i mean that that i understood but he also didn't shoot some kind of beams out of his eyeballs so no
1: And, and, and hang around with the guys that that's made of solid ice and a dude with wings. Like, right. You remember that trio uh, of guys, for example, and a guy it, that's, that's a beast.
0: And a hot redhead a that stomp. can pick you up with her mind.
1: Yeah.
0: They kind of stand out.
1: Yeah. It,
0: even, even for yeah. an Avenger, that would be a memorable experience. Okay. I will say of all the superheroes in the Marvel Universe, people that it might be more understanding that they would forget would actually be Thor. I mean, he's literally thousands of years old. There's a lot of memory going on, and he's probably met some weird arse people in his life.
1: That's true. He is. Yeah, that's but, a good point. Yeah, um, I so but, but, but he on. did remember
0: them because yeah. it's polite to remember when you meet a guy that shoots something out of their eyeballs. It was it was like Ronald Reagan. Yeah, I mean, you would it, think so. It was like Ronald Reagan in our last episode, or at least in the issue of Justice League, forgetting meeting Superman. Yeah.
1: <laughs> We've met before, Mr. President.
0: I swear, didn't he say numerous Uh, times? I'm never letting that one go. That was the most shade I've ever seen thrown on Reagan in a comic book.
1: Uh, We've we've met Mr. President numerous times or something like that. It was just very, just come on, dude. Going back to the Cyclops and X-Factor. So the other Uh thing here is, remember, Jean Grey has just been brought back from the dead. Famously killed back when Dark Phoenix, the Dark Phoenix thing, she was one of those that some people thought was going to be a dead dead and say dead forever, kind of like Bucky was forever, mm. uh, always dead. And they bring her back, and there, and thus you've got this new uh, reunion of the original lineup of the X-Men uh, doing their own thing away from Xavier Mansion. plus her adding another X-Book, which back then I know were selling like hotcakes. I mean, Wolverine was the was the biggest character at the time, and Uncanny X-Men was flying off the shelves, and Ebenz was doing well. And the next factor comes out and Cyclops speaking of why he's sometimes not liked by a lot of people, Cyclops, while well, Jean Grey, you know, after she died, he starts dating. And then eventually marries uh, a lady named Madeline Pryor who kind of looks a lot like Jean, redhead, attractive. And then Scotto finds out Jean's back and says to Madeline, Hey, I gotta go. And she's got a kid. They've had a kid. I think at that point, and he just kind of bails on her. They were living in Alaska. I think she was a pilot in Alaska. And he bails and goes to hang out with his uh, original flame. He doesn't tell Gene about it for a while. He, then Jean finds out he's married, speaking of soap opera stuff, right? And there's kind of this love triangle between Angel, Cyclops, and Jean, Because she's kind of going to, 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 to Warren for consolation or to, to complain about Scott. Again, very soap opery y uh, stuff going on. So there's that thing, too. And then, yeah, so I don't know if you picked up on all that or if you thought about, had any thoughts on any of that. I mean, that's Chris Claremont at his best, just having these ongoing love interest, soap opera things going on.
0: I do think that you have to do things like that to advance a story. In this one, at least there's all this real backstory instead of, hey, let's decide to have unrequited love between Hercules and the Black Knight. Or the Black Knight and Hercules, while he's confused about whether he should love the Wasp more than he does Hercules. Uh, that that seemed more contrived. The backstory of let's be honest, sometimes you do when you lose when you leave w- one woman or one woman leaves you for whatever reason. You tend to look for the same thing from someone else, and then if she comes back, sometimes they leave that one. Now death is a bit extreme. I, 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 I'm actually, God help me defending Cyclops, which pretty much considering cutting this out immediately when I edit this episode, (laughs) I have all the control power. No, I, no, there's really no defense leaving your wife and child for another woman at all. Adding that kid really does it. But the, my, the woman I loved came back from the dead. That seems to be an extreme circumstance.
1: Might throw somebody for a loop
0: it it really really might even in the marvel universe i mean the Middle only knock River. i can the the real big knock i can give on cyclops at this point is why the fuck didn't you just wait you knew she was going to come back to life you've lived in that universe <laughs> your entire life just chill right I mean she'll either come back to life, they'll be in a, a an alternate Jean Gray from another universe, or is that what happened here? It did is she back from see I didn't I, I I just knew she was back and they were like, Oh well she's back. What is is she from another universe? Is she
1: No, there's an issue of Fantastic Four where she's brought back mm-hmm. that precipitated the launch of X Factor where they retconned the you know what out mm-hmm. of her quote unquote dying when she was Dark Phoenix. Uh-huh. you know, Phoenix Dark Phoenix, Phoenix Force. Mm-hmm. that somehow, and I want to say it was even, I, I, I it's been a while since I read that. Not only, she was placed in some kind of protective cocoon <laughs> for, I don't know why, and as she was at the bottom of an ocean, but completely safe. And then I forget how she's revived or comes back or fa- Fantastic Four finds her. Almost to the point, I think, Charles, where you find out she was never Phoenix. Jean Grey was never Phoenix. Phoenix just took over... Her physical attributes and created its own. Bi- I swear that's something I need to go back and read about. I can <laughs> Google it. I'm sure. Jean Grey, when is just kind of replaced by this dark, this Phoenix Force p- thing that assumes her physical likeness, and but otherwise it's actually not Jean Grey the whole time. I think that's what it is, or at the very least, when Phoenix dies, she's she's put in this little cocoon and then she's re- revived. so no alternate universe Jean Grey. Which I know they've done here recently. I, I, I've read, but yeah. So there's okay. that. Well, that, that uh, that's
0: that's fair. Eight. So things I really liked about this is Artie throughout it. Is that is that the little mutant that they were? They can suppress. No, that's Leech. Leech suppresses. Oh, Leech.
1: Okay, what is? I'm sorry, Leaf suppresses. RD uh-huh. Maddox is the one that can project He can project. Yes, and Maddox. and he
0: is he yes. goes throughout that whole thing and I like that as as a storytelling device. Plus I like I, I he was he was really sweet and, and going through it I I really liked what was going on and him having to communicate the way he does. And he can also kinda see the future, right? I think that was I got that from him. He gets impressions of what could happen. I don't
1: even Know if it's what could happen in the future but he can see stuff i think maybe that's not happening right in his immediate vicinity
0: okay i so kind of thought he could i truth. thought it was a little bit of precognition just like maybe images right. of what i mean if you go down this if you turn here this is going to happen if you turn here this is going to and i i liked that okay. as a a character thing and how hard he and leech and caliban but mainly the two of them, because Caliban loses consciousness pretty quick. How hard Artie and Leech are attempting to save people. And it just, it's kind of, it's it, they tugged on the heartstrings there a little bit. Because they killed a lot of people in this thing.
1: Okay, so yeah. I mean, lots of Morlocks are just mowed down right off the start. And then some X-Men, are, they don't die. But they get pretty hurt. Uh, oh, Cat is hurt, or uh-huh. she can't re-solidify and uh-huh. can't talk when she's in this ghost-like state nightcrawler was coming off something else where he was already having trouble teleporting uh his mutant power of course and then he overdoes it and is zapped of, of all strength and then colossus is stuck in metallic form and kind of paralyzed yeah. kind of i think paralyzed well he... running with i forget which which character? Which marauder?
0: He wasn't paralyzed. He was injured grievously. And if he had turned okay. back, he would have died pretty instantly. Uh, but yeah. they they took him, and he. I think he lost consciousness. And then Magneto, being the master of magnetism, attempted to heal him. And he saved his life, but the result of that is at the moment he's paralyzed.
1: Okay. Um, I, I couldn't remember that part. Yeah. And then... So Wolverine is coming off some injuries. He, it, and I do remember this part. One of my favorite ex-characters is Rachel Summers. That is an alternate universe daughter of Scott, uh, you know, Scott Summers and mm-hmm. Jean Grey. Yeah, she, universe. she's she's there already. Well, she was. Okay. And then right before this, this issue starts, she I forget why. I think in her universe, the Black Queen of the Hellfire Club had killed her mom, Jean Grey, in her universe. So Rachel's like, well, I know there's a Celine here. That's a that's the Queen of the the Black Queen of the Hellfire Club. So even though she's not technically the one that killed my mom. I'm going to go kill her. And then Wolverine goes to stop her, and he almost kills her. And then she is, then at the very end, shunted away by Mojo, I think his name is, from that weird universe where you get such people as Longshot, and then, of course, in this, you get a is, Psylocke that is, just comes from that universe.
0: Is that a... Is... Is Mojo a universe, or is it just a planet? I thought it was, and this is a legit question. I'm very confused on Mojo, because that's the TV planet, right, or the TV universe where everything is Yes, aired.
1: Mojo universe, and it's Mo- Mojo runs it. I think. Okay, hold on. Again, it's been it's been a bit.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, uh, that, that's down a did the relevancy of that, I'm not sure. I, I didn't yeah, think but
1: it's all, but it's a weird universe.: Yeah, yeah
0: I, so Psylocke is from that air that place.
1: I don't know that she's from there originally, because okay. I think we find out she's related to Captain Britain, but she had for some yeah. reason had spent a fair amount of time there.
0: Well, isn't it? Uh, I think. so oh, I should have researched this one. Anyway, yeah, she's got some. She's got some weird backstory that I.
1: Well, remember if this, I remember this, correctly, this incarnation is before she she changes bodies. Oh, see, a, okay, so
0: believe, yes,
1: she's British at this point. Okay. And then eventually, she changes bodies, I think, and is not only has her psionic telepathic abilities, but then also is a ninja. Yeah, that's super, right. Because then she becomes a, gifted.
0: A, a, a an Asian woman. That 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 right. is yeah. Okay, with They're all weird. It was I remember yeah. that being weird. Yeah. So because comics and then
1: so, yeah. Because exactly. So Rachel had just done that. She's she's taken and it is Mojo is a character and it is the Mojo verse. Oh, right after so so remember Rachel Summers, member of the X Men at that point, maybe unofficial. That she's that she's living at the mansion, just goes and tries to tries to kill Celine the Black Queen. Then in this issue, early on in these issues, you see that the Hellfire Club inner circle, Sebastian Shaw, the white the the Black King offers the White Kingship to Magneto. And Megan Magneto's like, ah, let me think about it. Doesn't outright turn it down. So I thought that was interesting, too. Again, a lot well, of backstory and other stuff going on.
0: Let's be blunt. Magneto is a bad guy.
1: Yeah, yeah. I no, mean, he is. It's, he,
0: he might be trying not to be a bad guy. But his default is, I, you have to do bad things to make what you want to happen, happen. And what he wants to happen is all of us normies are dead or at least enslaved i can't quite i mean it just changes at times so let's see they murdered a bunch of mutants and then that's just basically i mean it, it really was just this huge catalyst of okay let's kill all these things and then we'll drop in each group as they come to kind of battle him. I mean, because X-Factor battles the Marauders and does okay. X-Men battles them and does actually worse than X-Factor. They capture, the Marauders capture Angel and hang him up in a, I'll say it, Christ-like pose on the wall through his wings. Just nail him up by his wings on a wall and are torturing them when the God of Thunder arrives.
1: Right. And, and saves thankfully
0: it saves the day yes it was a pretty pretty decent battle and they—they uh, they... does he
1: kill somebody by the way does oh kill
0: yeah he kills him now in fairness he broke his arm and I mean a blockbuster yeah. or something like that just this is right it the big guy yeah they, they, it was the yeah. all I could think of is oh having never heard of him and watching him I was like oh they wanted to use the jugger- juggernaut but they can't kill the juggernaut so here's this guy
1: yeah <laughs>
0: Yeah, so he just... He murders yeah. him. Well, he, in fairness, he doesn't murder him. You're, you can... I, you could make a very fair case of self-defense.
1: Right, right, uh, but he... Because the guy does, was trying to kill Thor. He does,
0: and he's like, okay, done right. holding back. You broke my arm, and now you're... Yeah, so he... He, he absolutely... J- just bluntly, he absolutely black hammers it. He's like, I have a hammer. I'm just going to hit you with it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to drop the hammer here.
0: <laughs> Why? <laughs> Again... <laughs> If you'd have just done that in the beginning, you wouldn't have a broken arm, Thor.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Go to your little girl's birthday party. See what happens. <laughs> well, and you find out Thor's was he cursed before all this or no. after by Hela where the, his bones are brittle?
0: It was it was after it. Yeah. That that was at the end okay. of the, the the two issues. Yes. Almost said episode the, of the two Thor issues. So he got he got cursed by her because he called because he called on her, I guess, and she was saying okay, you I'm mad at you for all this stuff backstory that she goes into. And yeah. now I'm going to curse you and I'm not pleased that people die. It's just something they do. And then without checking the rest of it, and let's be honest, Thor does not have heightened powers like some superheroes that he can sense if there's anyone in left in the tunnels he's like well they all di- died and they died gloriously so we need to cleanse this place and send them to heaven to Valhalla and he burns out the entire tunnels
1: yeah that's true I didn't think about that well you didn't like, maybe well, they survivors Thor
0: well beyond that there were literally one we don't know what happened to the new mutants because they went into battle and they shouldn't have and now they're they're disappeared. Two, X-Factor was still there. Some X-Men were still there. And we know this because we get to the other comments and they're all like, what the hell is this? Okay, I don't know, but run.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Holy crap.
0: (laughs) And they don't even know who Uh... did it. They're like, who could have done such a thing? It's the Marvel Universe. Pick some people. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that could have done that, but that was about as Thor-like as when he first meets Captain America in the avengers movie the first avengers movie mm-hmm. and he's just like huh here's this guy i'm gonna throw my hammer at him
1: yeah
0: <laughs> it's like yeah. you you just you're just gonna throw the i mean oh,
1: he... punch first uh, you know ask questions later <laughs> oh
0: very marvel very marvel you you, you gotta yeah. wonder how many people thor has killed that have irritated him throughout his life why that person offended me? I'm just going to throw my hammer at him. Oh look, he's just a smear on the ground now.
1: He's uh, they're they're mostly dead. I'm just gonna put this out. I'm <laughs> just uh, zap everything here. Yeah. Uh, well, I, we're going back to the killing. So, so always Dogbuster, with you, but also uh, before saying.
0: Oh, I. See. You said let's go. Going say. back to the killing. I said always with you. Let's get back yeah, to the always, killing. Okay, Charles. Yes,
1: I, I'm always. Uh, I, come on before colossus is 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 gravely injured he snaps the neck of is it riptide the way that's spinning around and around and around it just flat out kills him yeah and then i think does cyclops kill the prism guy at some point
0: i don't remember but there's,
1: i, I want to I'm prism s- dies. i remember that i think it was cyclops somebody killed him or i'm maybe, s- i forget who it was
0: i'm so okay with that And I'm not normally. I know that we try not to kill in comics, and blah blah blah. They just massacred a group of people. I mean, it's called the Mutant Massacre. And if some of them died while trying to stop them, oh well.
1: I agree. Yeah. It was was shocking. Back to the killing. There's a lot of it going on.
0: Yeah, most definitely.
1: What else? Oh, there's a there's a there's a group at the very end of this called the Tunnelers, who I guess are you know Morlock adjacent. Uh, that are appear in the the last issue of X factor where you got the guy with the mohawk called Berserker you have mask scaleface can like shapeshift into some kind of dragon type thing and this blowhard guy uh, they they get into it with X factor and I think I think two or three of them die at the end like Berserker dies in scaleface maybe and kind of just a weird ancillary part of the story but doesn't end well for them
0: yeah that was a weird <sighs> I kind of just
1: uh, yeah.
0: Go ahead. Oh, I just that that was weird. I kind of forgotten about it. It was just, they they were trying to help them, but they were angry at the cops, and then didn't X Factor come and basically have to take them out, or they ended up getting taken out because of the way they were not calming down. They just kept escalating like, you know, right. Magneto does. How, yeah. How how um, dare you stop
1: me? And then you got the Power Pack thing. One issue with, with uh, Franklin Richards, uh-huh. uh, Fantastic Fours, Mr. Mister Fantastic, and Invisible Woman's Kiddo.
0: Sue Storm. I guess
1: the, they're, they're out of pocket. Yeah, Sue Storm. They're out of pocket. It, like, not on the earth. Not at home. And so he's just hanging out with the Power Pack kids who apparently have recently all switched powers. <laughs> And Franklin's got some abilities of himself. The the reason I'm bringing this up is because there is a crossover four-issue, not not a crossover, four-issue limited series, Fantastic Four versus X-Men or vice versa, where the X-Men and Fantastic Four get together. Mr. Fantastic is trying to help Shadowcat regain her physical ability to become physically solid again. And it's, I remember that limited series because there's a very sweet relationship that develops between Shadow Cat and Franklin Richards. And then you get some stuff about whether or not, and then Dr. Doom comes in and is going to fix, is going to save the day and fix Shadow Cat, something that Reed Richards can't. And then you find out, God, I'm going down a trail here. Reed Richards may or may not have really kind of known. What could have happened on that on their you know ill fated space flight? And you find out that maybe he did know there were grave risks, or that it was probably going to happen, but let it happen anyway. And so he's doubting himself. It's it's really I remember liking that. So I, I thought of that because of Franklin Richardson Power Pack.
0: Okay, okay. So yeah, I was amused that they uh, were talking about the oh we've switched all our powers, and I legitimately still even after watching that don't know what the Power Pack powers are or how they got them.
1: Or yeah, me neither.
0: Anything about Power Pack, and I will say, Power Pack came out around when we were reading comics, but it was I didn't ever pick it up because I think it's that's when they started. It was one of these ideas that Marvel had: hey, let's get kid more kids into it, so let's do a kid book with actual kids, and that was not something right I, as a very mature junior high student, was going to read.
1: I think well, correct. I think that that was maybe the same thing for me. It had it been about middle school kids or high school kids, mm-hmm. kind of like new mutants, yeah, more in my wheelhouse. Exactly. If it, or if I had been in elementary school, and was oh, yeah. reading comics. I probably maybe eaten I would that have up. identified more with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. because but I, I think Power Pack, if, if memory serves, they go ahead.
0: Oh, I, I was just going to say, I, I agree with you. I think as a, if I had been a kid, it would have been good. It wasn't actually that bad. I wanted to dunk on the episode... Uh, on the... Ha! On the issue.
1: Ha-ha! episode is an issue! Oh. Ding, 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 ding! Okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> he said the magic word. I didn't get my bell. <laughs> oh, please don't ring a bell on the... Uh... I wanted to dunk on it. I was like, I'm going to so make fun of this issue. But it, it actually was... It was good. I I enjoyed it. I liked again, yeah. maybe because they came across Artie and they knew Artie, and Artie was my rooting interest throughout the entire Newton Massacre.
1: Yeah. So Angel, like you said, very, you know, I think iconic and graphic scene where he's pinned to the wall by his wings, and at the very end, you hear the doctor say he's going to lose his wings, mm-hmm. and then it. And I think it was included in this in this group of, of comics throughout this thing also. So, you find out later Mr. Sanders behind this, but you have appearances by Apocalypse throughout this where he's picking these different people to be uh-huh. part of what you find out are going to be his four horsemen. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember if it happens here, but eventually he visits Warren Worthington III, the angel who had just lost his wings, and Warren gets transformed into Archangel or
0: whatever mm-hmm. it is. With the metal wings?
1: By Apocalypse, with the metal wings. And then that whole thing comes down later in. But the, the other thing I was going to add, I don't remember this, and this is where I didn't do enough research, which means going on, on Wikipedia or, or Googling it. I want to say also you find out Mr. Sinister is second fiddle to Apocalypse. And part of the reason why they're doing what they're doing is the whole Apocalypse, survival of the fittest, thin the herd kind of thing, I think. And I may be completely making that up, Charles, but I want to say you find out that there's some kind of relationship between Mr. Sinister and Apocalypse and Mr. Sinister's actually kind of, or maybe not a second, I forget, but there's okay. something, I thought there was something there, if, if memory serves. That, so, that would give uh, some reasoning
0: behind it, which which would be good, instead of, hey, just go kill all these yeah. defenseless mutants in the tunnels of New York.
1: That are minding their own business, yeah. staying out of, out of everybody's you know business and out of everybody's hair, yeah.
0: Although, when you get right uh, down to it, the allegory of the mutants being the Jews, and that's, that that works pretty well. Hey, just go down there and kill him.
1: Well, and I think Magneto makes point blank reference to that in this arc about this is what happened to to the Jewish people. I yeah. swear, there's a there's a, a panel or two where he makes reference, and like it was like not again kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think, if there's anything else with. But you have, of course, the iconic you know fight scenes, fight fight issues between Wolverine and Sabretooth in one of them done by. I, we haven't said word one about the creators, really. I've mentioned, mentioned Chris Claremont is a writer in this. Louise Simonson was writing X Factor at the time. Her husband, uh, Walt Walt Simonson, Walter Simonson, did some of the art on X Factor there. And then Anne Nasenti, is that how you say her name? I believe was writing Power Pack. Or no, maybe Louise Simonson was also writing Power Pack. And and. Uh, Nascenti was writing Daredevil. I forget. Walt uh, Simonson was writing and drawing Thor at the time.
0: Yeah, he wrote. Yeah, he wrote the Thor installments. And
1: then I was going to mention all the, the art I enjoyed it doesn't make it or break it for me, but that one issue with Alan Davis doing the pencils in the fight scene. I, I always liked Alan Davis, and of course you got John Romita Jr walt simonson we already mentioned jackson guise sal buskema john bogdanov how do you say that name Bogdanov, rick leonardi yeah barry windsor smith does is an, an issue i believe too of uh Bettsman. so just a lot of haters contributing to this bad boy
0: it, it was really good until that daredevil issue
1: it was just a weird issue
0: it really weird it really is and I,
1: it, I didn't i didn't get that maybe it was to be clear that he didn't die I don't know. Um, made
0: clear that who didn't die. Sabertooth? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I think that was kind of the point of it is, okay, now here he is in this episode. But in the arc I read, I read that before Marvel Unlimited was leading me through. And I read that one before he was at the... It was very confusing because he was back in the tunnels before he went and attacked the mansion but no it was it was mostly the daredevil stuff that i was looking at going what the heck i mean the whole beginning of that daredevil issue where everything he does he's faster than the fastest olympic athlete he jumps, he broke breaks another record when he jumps he leaps up beyond the a new world record for the high jump and i'm like
1: yeah the 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 the, the collection i read they had that daredevil issue before he goes to the x-mansion
0: well that but yeah. Those, so that, yeah. that that seems to be where some of them think it should be, but it, it clearly doesn't fall there.
1: It doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah. Because everybody's gone from the thing and Sabretooth is following Wolverine to the mansion and wants to fight him there, and then Psylocke senses that he's gotten to the mansion. I, I really liked what went on there, how she led the people away and they're like, No, we have to we have to go we have to go and, and, and she can't fight him and McTaggart was it McTaggart that was saying no, she's leading him away. She's sacrificing herself. You have to let her do yeah, that. Uh, and then yeah. and then she flips the script on that whole sacrifice thing because Wolverine and Sabretooth are just going at it like lovers do. And don't judge my relationships. And all of a sudden, psylocke who has not been able to delve into Sabretooth's mind realizes that with him absolutely focused on beating the ever-loving bejesus out of Wolverine, that she can get in there and find out what's going on and who's in charge of uh, the—who's behind the whole— the whole thing and they're all like no Wolverine he could he you you can't let him do that and that'll be bad and and he could and I'm sitting there I I will say I'm sitting there going he has a healing factor yeah. he and Sabretooth have epic battles <laughs> and one he can he can beat Sabretooth if he finally just decides to do it Well, let me rephrase that. He can beat Sabretooth if the writer decides to let him do it. So there... Right, but his
1: healing factor had been... been
0: Yeah, he's having trouble with Whatever, damaged or... No, that's true. But I... You have to know your character. Psylocke knows he'll absolutely take a beating for them to find that stuff out. And no matter... I, I do like that all is forgiven immediately when she gets it, and I'm sure she tells him in his head, and he looks at Saber and goes, ha-ha, sucker, she's been mining your brain this whole time. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, see, no, he's all for that. Yeah. I'll keep him busy. Yeah. I'll keep him busy, and you you go ahead and, well, more mind rape, actually. Yeah. That's that's not, no, she's just delving. Yeah, she's just delving through his mind a little bit. She didn't do anything to him while she was in there.
1: Yeah, she didn't make him an idiot. Yeah, no, nature did that He was Mary Poppins Mm
0: -hmm. I'm Mary Poppins, Uh, Poppins, y'all
1: Yeah, I'm Mary Poppins, (laughs) y'all Hey, one other thing I mentioned So, I believe during this time period Xavier, Professor Xavier Is off-world with his friend Lilandra, Who is the empress Of the Shi'ar Shi'ar Empire I don't know, on again, off again And I think this is one of the times where It's on again, and he's off-planet Like you do Okay. So, and he left his, you know, best buddy uh, Magneto you know, in charge, you know, because they've never had any problems Man. in the past. He trusts him.
0: You know, we we all have that friend that keeps stabbing us in the back, but at some point,
1: <laughs> come on,
0: you gotta just say, dude, it's over. You're not good no, no, for no, it.
1: I've really changed this time, Charles. <laughs> I can take care of the mansion, the kids, the X Men. Everything. Oh wait, do you want me to be in the Hillfire Club? Let me get back to you. <laughs> I'll think about it. What could be bad about that? Oh, well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it. I, I like I said, that Daredevil issue, the the the, the bunch of the soap opera stuff. There's a lot going on, but it, it was it was. I wasn't, I wasn't gonna, you know I was about to say fun. It wasn't fun. It was pretty. Ugh. Again, dark and gritty eighties. Here you oh. go.
0: Oh man, yeah. Well, the holy kidnaps a woman. Yeah. In that daredevil. No, there was a lot. Quite bluntly, there was a lot wrong with that one. So he kidnaps her. He keeps her tied up, and then at the end, I did not like the. Oh no, he was a gentleman to me. He he barely touched me. I'm like, no, that just. He tied, he tied you. Up. He he tied you up, and he called you his mate. Ew. At one point, point. and then yeah. at the end, when she's telling Daredevil, oh no, he 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 hardly touched me. I mean, other than all the rape. I.
1: Oh, God. Okay. I,
0: I'm, I'm sorry. I know it's comic books, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, good Lord.
1: Oh. Well, hey, I think, unless there's, are there any other threads, ideas, topics to talk about with Mutant Massacre? No, I
0: think, I, of? I think we've uh, beat it to death.
1: Ha! You get it? Because of all the, uh, the, uh, all the dying?
0: Uh-huh. Dead. Yeah. Yeah, we have. We have massacred this arc of comics.
1: So, you suggested I read, and then you read again Hawkeye, the the series called Hawkeye about Hawkeye from 2012. Correct?
0: That is correct. And yeah. I th- think I mentioned to you that I absolutely love this series, even it was fun. If, even if it's embarrassing that it's Hawkeye.
1: Yeah. I, I So, it's about Hawkeye, Clint Barton, and Kate Bishop, who took over the role of Hawkeye for a while, as he puts it, when he was dressing all in black and being a ninja for a while. Yes. So, yeah. And this is the little thing at the beginning. I even wrote this down. This is what he does when he's not being an Avenger. And in the first few panels, you see him falling out of a building, uh-huh. tries to break his fall, and then he's in the hospital and remember Clint Barton is great with the bow and arrow but he's uh, he's a dude so
0: well they... and and quite bluntly he's great with the bow and arrow he can fight end of things he's good at yeah <laughs> and this this <laughs> this comic shows you this poor guy yeah no he's he's yeah. he's got the doctor saying to him got yourself pretty banged up there mr barton and then the image of him in traction and the doctor saying shattered pelvis, three broken ribs, sprained your neck, cra- cracked your fibia, left clavicle, right ulna, and your spleen nearly ruptured.
1: Yeah, yeah. So then he's in the hospital for I guess weeks. I don't know. Uh,
0: six weeks later, he comes yeah, out.
1: And yeah. then hijinks ensue.
0: Yes, it 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 just. I mean, it it's it it jumps. He he kicks a he kicks the uh, wheelchair. Into the street that they bring you out on in a wheelchair and gets yelled at by the person and then you see him with a dog all of a sudden it's a just a jump cut from that clearly advanced in time it didn't even say it but he's got a dog at a veterinary clinic and they ask what happened and then he goes back to talk about it and this again it's his it's just his life and he's going about his life so he talks he, he comes back to a place and he sees someone getting evicted from his home from From his apartment,
1: and he intervenes, and uh, wants to yeah. help out his neighbor, and it's these Russian, I, I believe Russian, mobsters, and yeah, pays their pays everybody's rent in the building for a year, yeah. and then the Russians still want to kick him out. He's like, no, that's not gonna, that's not gonna fly. You're paid, take take the money. Uh-huh. And then there's also the John Wick thing with the dog, where. And I, I don't, I don't know the timing of this coming out in twenty twelve. When did John Wick come out? Because hey, they, they were mean to it. Do- it wasn't his dog. But
0: yeah. Well, I, like, Who does
1: that to a dog?
0: I, I don't, I don't really think it. That, that's not so much that. I, I, I think that's got more to do with just a, a trope of people look at, look out for dogs. I don't think it. I, I, he didn't go off and kill people because they were mean to the dog. He just hurt them, for being mean right. to the dog. So yeah, it, it becomes, it becomes this epic fight. When he goes to pay too, because that's what starts it out. There's this just this big fight in a in an underground casino, which is he jokes. I can't believe I dressed up for this because he's going to an underground casino, so he wore a coat and tie. And man, they're just thugs, including the Russians who are all in track suits. Of course. <laughs> and the bro, because that's all they say. Come on, bro. Yeah. Well, bro, I he he won't he won't take the rent, and then the. Fighting in the sooths. Um and we yeah. haven't even gotten to them hurting the dog. He feeds the dog on the way in. That's where the dog kind of comes up. But then he's waiting for them to help the help the dog in, and he's asleep when the guys come into the veterinary clinic. That's right. Didn't they? No. Hold on. Yes.
1: No, they do. He's in the vet, and they find him there.
0: Yeah, yeah. But then they go back because it's kind of confusing because they go back. And I'm flipping through the pages right now. Just, just go that and and then you see him run out, and they're gonna shoot him. And they do, they they wing him a little bit but then the dog who he fed on the way in that they're mean to, attacks them and then they hurt the dog. And then yeah. he beats the ever-living snot out of them and then the dog gets hit by a car after saving him.
1: Yeah. They, well, they throw the dog in the street.
0: Yeah, they kick the dog into the street and the dog yeah. gets hit by a car so he takes the dog in. So then they come to get him at the veterinary clinic and they're going to take him out and then... ha. <laughs> One of my favorite things in this, I just, I just saw that, is they're pulling him up, and they're about to fight. He's holding the, the big thug against the wall and says, "It's okay, everybody. It's okay. I'm an Avenger." And a guy with a cat goes, "Are you like Iron Fist or something?"
1: <laughs> no, no, he's not. Um, yeah, I, I do like how the dogs on his collar. He finds out is is the dog's name is Arrow, and he's like, "Yeah, we're gonna change that." And then eventually, the dog's name is changed to Lucky. Yeah. At the end.
0: No, it was so, just it it was just a beautiful first comic of him fighting as a regular dude, and ending up with a dog. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, and I, you know, and I I don't know that you suggested these back to back on on purpose, but I thought weirdly similar to Stumptown,
0: where yes. you
1: got just a guy that's not good at a bunch of stuff like kind of like she wasn't very good at life.
0: Yeah. Neither is Clint Barton. I I, yeah. I like noir. Yeah. I do and I think comics are a very good place for it. Um I will say now that you mention it the arts not even that much different the way it, I mean there there it is the art is different but there's a similarity kind of in the way it's done on some of these
1: especially in the coloring. Uh-huh. I think in the tone it's just yeah. like the actual I, I, tones used.
0: Yeah, it's got some some of the same type feel to it. I'll yeah. say that. I don't There's a little more crispness to the Hawkeye comics, but that's just Marvel. So yeah, I I I mean, everything in this just makes me happy. And then you start getting people coming in cuz you meet the real Hawkeye.
1: Ha. Kate Bishop.
0: Kate Bishop. And and she's she's great. I I I love the I love the headline in the second comic from the Daily Bugle. Everything awful. Oh, God, somebody do something.
1: <laughs> uh, well, and, and yes, that was fun. And we find, you know, they're, they're back and forth. Their chemistry is awesome between Kate Bishop and Clint. You find out, you know, he, he's more feels like he's a mentor and, of course, would never, ever think of anything romantic. Uh-huh. And she she lets on like she's on the same page, and then you find out no she she she's got a she's got a crush on Clint.
0: Yeah, but based on that age difference, that's just a, kind of a almost a schoolgirl crush, and he is actually doing the right thing. Uh, it has one of my absolute yes. favorite things in that when she's when she's explaining that. Let me find it in my screenshots. When he's explaining why he's not going to do stuff like that with her and or not interested, it it absolutely cracked me up. Well, I knew there was a discussion. Yeah, hold on. They're on the phone and Kate says, "Well, good. You're old enough to know how creepy that would be." Does does this mean you want to sleep with Spider-Man? Because he he made some kind (laughs) of comment about I always all this stuff, and he's like, "No, I because that screws it up. It always screws it up. I always screw it up and." I just I just love that. Does that mean you want to sleep with Spider Man?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um this yeah. this comic yeah, well, and
1: early on too go ahead, sorry.
0: No, early on.
1: No, there, there was gonna be a tangent because when they're also talking in person, there's one part, maybe in the second issue, where they're doing the all the trick arrows, which I thought was fun and funny Oh
0: god. Yes they end
1: up having to use later on.
0: Yes. Talking about the trick arrows using the trick arrows. And the fact that in the second issue he is fighting a circus and he's a carny guy. The, you find they're... out
1: the circus folks are trying to rip off all the bad guys, rich bad guys. Yes. At some at some function. And so they're gonna steal from they're gonna steal from the thieves. Is that the second issue or third? anyways. That or that the that is the second
0: too. issue. Yeah. That is okay. the second issue. Or episode is as I like to say.
1: And you find out that the, the head bad guy was trained by the same dude that Taught that taught him taught, that yeah, taught Todd Clint and Kate Bishop I don't know a bunch about her she was in the Young Avengers correct mm-hmm. she was and she's independently wealthy on top of it uh,
0: her her dad is wealthy and evil
1: okay okay
0: wealthy and evil and there's there's there even got. more of that you, I I learned a bunch more about that later when I read further with during this run of Hawkeye at one point. Of more issues in she goes to l a and then there's a whole run of her in l a which is just awesome and I highly recommend you continue reading these
1: okay
0: if you enjoyed this you're you're gonna you're gonna like that I mean they do a whole they do a whole arc with basically Elliot Gould's um when he he played oh what's the name of the detective from los angeles that's gonna bug me anyway irrelevant brain not working on that can't can't pull it up it's just this great little noir detective. she goes out there and and becomes a detective Ah, and there's some repercussions from stuff that happens in this arc that we get to as we're going along and they find out about the tape okay because that that was in this right with the tape
1: yeah that was the last the last part of the the, this is a five issue run Mm -hmm. that was issues four and five yeah absolutely
0: well, um, that the I I think issue, th- okay, that was four and five because cause issue three is with all the trick arrows and her drive and Kate Bishop driving the car that he tried to buy from the woman he started to sleep with, that was stolen from her husband, who turns out to be the Russian gangster.
1: Right, uh, of course. And then, yes, I I did like I, I you know you have it pinned on the Twitter. <laughs> Our Twitter page for the podcast. That's where we get that one where he's flying through the air naked, with just the old fashioned Hawkeye covering up just enough uh-huh. of him. So yeah, uh, <laughs> just
0: uh, that that picture just killed me. I was like, yeah. that is so, that is so because they burst in with. Uh, I, I love that. Ah, bro, sup, bro. Yeah,
1: bro, 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 bro. He's gonna scratch <laughs> that. Uh, no good news. Everything sucks as he's flying through the air. Again, just a fun, you know, action-packed, really tight but not stuffed couple issues there, you know, between the first three issues are all pretty much standalone
0: stories, yeah, they they, awesome. they They each work on their own. I particularly like the chase scene with the small cars out of uh, – and, and all of the guys in track suits wearing helmets. I love the fact that in this ep- issue ah, – oh, I know, almost – Almost. I, I love in it, this issue that they're all wearing helmets with their track suits as they drive these little minis, aren't they?
1: Yeah, I think they're minis. Yeah, they're Mini chasing him
0: in minis. And he's driving the charger he was trying to, the stolen charger or whatever the muscle car is that he was trying to buy. And then Kate Bishop is driving it. No, I'm sorry. Kate Bishop is driving the car and he's shooting arrows because his yeah. trick arrows were in there. And he's, and they're going through, that's when you were talking about they're going through the, the trick arrows yeah the sonic arrow explosive tip arrow cable arrow boomerang <laughs> smoke yeah. bomb arrow rocket arrow it, it was it was just outstanding yes and they're there yes she, that's right she finally uses the boomerang arrow <laughs> Yeah, she finally uses <laughs> that she the boomerang was arrow. and wasn't she dunking on that earlier that was the that was the nice callback oh yeah yeah
1: because i look it actually came in handy huh <laughs> And then at the very tale end of this, the last two issues of, of the of the set I read was the tape, mm-hmm. which then you you remember you're, you're reminded. Oh yeah, Clint Barton, Hawkeye, also big time player, gets called upon by Shield and Captain America to help out on uh, on an incident that at first you think Clint had killed somebody.
0: Yeah, there's a the, the and, it, it starts out they come and say to him, Hey, somebody has the tape. Right. We, we the, your, your tape, and, and evidently it is a tape of Clint Barton assassinating someone, and that has gotten loose, and it's going to be auctioned yeah, to the highest stuff, bidder.
1: Right, and, it, and he was, and he was sanctioned and hired or told to do that by the U.S. government. By, by Shield, Shield. Mm-hmm. and so that has, if that be bad, for that to become public knowledge. So then it's him telling Kate, "Hey, sit this one out. I got to take care of something in Madripoor." Which I love that they are going to Madripoor in this, because mm-hmm. you see, you know, this version of it where it's just everything goes lawless, but with the code of you know thieves and killers. Yeah, and they're there for the auction. Uh huh. And right away, of course, he's he's, I, getting, he's I, getting. I I
0: gotta getting... go. I gotta stop you here for a second because I was just flipping through and it has one of the greatest scenes in this. Throughout this, he's he keeps trying to play off that he's an Avenger with the people he lives I- at the apartment complex. They all go up to the roof and they all hang out up there and they've got a guy that grills and right. they call him grills. And, and I believe he calls him Hawk guy instead of Hawkeye. And at times, and they also, he's like, I'm not an Avenger. I know I'm not, I, I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy. And so when they come to get him, when shield comes, they're up there, Kate Bishop, they're talking about uh, Kate Bishop is asking him if he ever killed anybody. She's, I, I heard some stuff. from from somebody and he's like I don't kill anybody and then all of a sudden there's a shadow and it's a helicarrier type thing and he looks up and goes guys and then they rappel down two of them grab him he's like guys and they pull him up and Grylls looks up and goes see Avenger (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah. he's just trying to downplay or play off he's like no no I don't know what you and and
0: then that happens it's just (laughs) what so anyway yeah they, they tell him the tape is there and they he goes to, he goes to Madripoor, which uh, a more yeah. uh, a, is is somebody recently said it's the uh, most icy of the United States, a more wretched hive right. of and well. And
1: then you see everybody. Madame Mask is is a heavy big player in it. Uh huh. Right, Madam Mask. Madam I Mask. Yes. Um, think I think uh, Fisk is there, trying to. Bed. There's all sorts of people that want this tape.
0: Yeah, everybody and, wants this tape. So
1: before he leaves. He's given, like, the Shield Limitless credit card, which then you have one of the best, funniest moments that I've read recently because he knows he can't lose this card Mm -hmm. because it's his way to buy the tape because he can bid a bazillion dollars and (laughs) it'll get covered. So he loses his passport. He's mugged. He's fatagged. He loses all his stuff in his pockets, and Madam Mask is interrogating him, and you think it's Madam Mask. You find out later it's not, but... And, and she's like, well, where's, the, where's your limitless card? And he's like, safe. Or he says something like that. I don't remember exactly. She's like, you didn't. And he's like, yeah, I did. And you find out that he's uh, hidden it. Uh, one, one of the places most people wouldn't dare or want to look. Prison is, wallet. Yeah, there you go. And Madam Mask is wants the card so she can use it to bid on set tape. So he's tied <laughs> up. And, you know, we got the great kind of like a Fletch type scene. Like, hey, uh, using the whole fist there, Doc?
0: <laughs> Lady, are you checking me for and tumors? She, or?
1: Yeah. So she retrieves the card and goes and bids on the tape. And then you find out it wasn't Madame Mask at all. Kate Bishop had uh, subdued and confined Madame Mask and put on the costume. And she, it was actually Kate Bishop that retrieved the card. And went and bid on the tape, and then she watches the tape and is of course disappointed in her hero. Yeah, because it does show him killing somebody, and then they're trying to—they're they, trying to get away. And I'm not trying to fast forward everything. We can talk more about this, but this mm-hmm. and at the very end you find out Clint didn't kill anybody. It was—they uh, knew there was a Moblin shield. Mm-hmm. They created this fake tape because they were about somebody was about to expose the.
0: They, they created the three fake tapes. Team.
1: Three fake tapes, correct.
0: Yeah, and they, they okay. so they they, they, they they let the three people they had it narrowed down to know about these, because Captain America, there's a tape of Captain America killing somebody, Clinton Barton killing someone, and I can't remember. It may be Iron Man. It may I literally can't remember. But, so it's the three. This This whole thing was also funny because he was tied up in the... Bedroom by Madame Mask. Well, Kate Bishop. He's attacked by ninjas. Yes. And of he's course. tied to the chair, laying on a bed, and he jumps out a dang window. Yeah. While she's watching the tape, and it.
1: it oh yeah, that's right. And he's falling past her window. He's
0: falling past her There's window the as chair. they figured out that she uh, something's going on. Oh yeah, they they find out something's going on because they see it happening and. Then he's saved by uh, Maria Hill, right? Because, well, he needed backup. Uh,
1: (laughs) Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So again, I was just you know, I am finding myself enjoying these more, you know, insular, not in a bad way, just self-contained beginning, middle, and end. Whether they're one issue or two issue little little stories. Not to, and I, I'm not calling them little to minimize them. It, it's just nice to be able to like if I stop here, I can stop here. I don't want to. I'm going to read a little bit more. Yeah, you you should oh, because
0: God. it it there is an over the whole thing keeps bringing all of these people back and everything, everything stays with it. That that it is they are slowly. It is great for comics where you can just pick up one and read them. But this whole run builds with stuff. There's just all sorts of things going on in it. And it, it is delightful, I, if, that's, if that's the word I want. I, I do love when they... So they, they come back with Maria Maria Hill rescues Clint, who is falling out the window. They come back to rescue Kate Barton, and they, they jump out. They, they go running off to get away, and he says the tape. She goes, what? Oh, no! I think I left it right where I... I, I think it's right where I left it. And so then they have to turn around and run back towards everybody... <laughs> Because they had to go get the tape, because that is just so, so, so Hawkeye. Yeah. And you said
1: said Kate Barton. You meant Kate Bishop.
0: Oh, yeah, I do. I do mean Kate Bishop. I I was just reading what she's got written in her Trapper Keeper. Oh, yeah? No, I'm making that up because of the whole... Anyway.
1: Oh, you mean like with little hearts and everything? Yeah, the
0: trap. Yeah, there you you go. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. From back when we were teenage girls. Yeah, and and then he's, of course, at the end of this issue, he's back in traction.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Which kind of makes sense. I mean, five, anyway. five
0: issues later, here he is in traction with uh, after being shot in the chest, which fortunately he was wearing a vest. Like you have to assume anytime somebody shoots something you're watching, someone you're you're that's a hero of a story in the chest, you have to assume that they're wearing a vest. Oh, that is another unintended co- callback yeah, to uh, Stumptown. He was wearing a vest. Although you don't really get yeah. show him getting shot in the chest. You sh- see Madame Mask shooting through the elevator that they're jumping on.
1: Right, but at point blank range too. By the way. Yeah. Like pretty close proximity, so it's 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 going to leave a mark.
0: Oh yeah, but you don't necessarily see him get what shot in think? the chest, or do you? Anyway, just every everything about this is. Goes into a lot of the things that I like about comics, which is when they do the interpersonal stuff well and see the nitty gritty life of it's why I like solo books more than I like team books.
1: And I'm and I'm I'm picking up what you're putting down in that regard, yeah. Now, having really enjoyed Stumptown and now this Hawkeye. Again, I don't know. I don't think it was uh, purposely done, but a lot of similarities are not. They're, they're not carbon copies of each other by no. any stretch of the imagination.
0: Well, they're completely but different in every way. Just, but you know,
1: the flawed. Yeah. You know, you got the flawed lead that's mm-hmm. uh, heart of gold, but not doesn't have everything put together very well. Otherwise, in their, heart, in their heart of
0: gold. Lives maybe. Heart of gold, brain of oatmeal. I mean, it, fair, In fairness, yes. it, it's all the concussions and having a what a fifth grade education
1: yeah he, he let's remember he's a carny
0: well i, I yeah i know and and that go you do get to see more of his backstory if you read on uh, because they'll do they'll do delving into his backstory some yeah it, no that's cool it, uh, this uh, has made hawkeye god help me one of my favorite characters now
1: i, I was gonna say do you, you like hawkeye And I I can see why I I do like Hawkeye now too.
0: I never did. And then I read this and I was like, Oh my Lord, I like Hawkeye
1: and brought to you by Matt fraction.
0: Mm -hmm. uh,
1: The writer Mm -hmm. who I know I've read other stuff of his, and I did not do any kind of dive in to see his bibliography, but I'm sure I've read stuff from him in the past. The art by David, either aha or Aja, Mm -hmm. uh, the first few issues. And then Javier Pulido, Uh, finishes up, I think, the tape, the two two last issues. Very similar in style, by the way. I would have to guess purposely so.
0: Oh, yeah, I I would assume that. That
1: Very well done.
0: Trying to keep the same things going on with that. No, I absolutely, absolutely fun comic books, which is a lot of what I look for. I, I don't need everything to be dark. I don't need everything to be... Awful all the time. Sometimes it's just fun to have fun with comics. I don't need them to massacre tons of mutants in order to enjoy a comic. Like some perverts, I know.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm right here. I can hear everything you're saying.
0: Oh, sorry. I, I thought I thought what? I muted myself for that part. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, just... A d-
0: Did you mute yourself? Hello? You
1: know, like I said... Okay, nice, hey, um, Hey, there's stuff going on Hoff, here, but as soon as I got... Yeah, you were gone yeah
0: uh right out did you hear me say oh, you, okay can you hear yeah me now? yeah i can you just came back but you were after i said oh i thought i muted myself you were just gone that's weird yes it okay. is
1: i didn't realize that i was still talking
0: yeah i i kind okay. of figured that's you might have been when,
1: when no.
0: i've i've had some internet problems okay. today well- so.
1: Well, I didn't say, I, I was just saying, I, I see also why you like the, the, this kind of crime noir, you know, focus primarily on one character, but of course there's the supporting or ancillary or, or characters you get to know more as you progress through the book instead of just saying, hey, here's seven characters, you should know everything about them, let's go
0: yeah I like delving into the life of someone. I, I like the fact that as you read this you'll see growth in the characters, which is nice that is un- seems to be not allowed in a team book in a lot of ways. They don't grow the characters they grow their characters in their solo books. they don't grow the characters in their in the team books unless, that that kind of goes out the window in, say, the Fantastic Four, which was built as a team, that that team is the book, or the original X-Men. Pretty much all the X-Men, they grow them as they go because they aren't in solo books except sometimes later. And that's the thing with yeah, Hawkeye. I agree. He's almost always been in a team book, so he's never really had a chance to grow.
1: Yeah, so there's a lot of territory to cover. Yeah. And stuff to go. Get- go into and develop. And mm-hmm. so it's, it's, it's kind of wide open mm-hmm. to the, to the writer creator or creators that want to, to flesh them out as a character. Yeah. Which they did great. So, yeah.
0: Very, um, very enjoyable. Should have made you read more of it.
1: I'm, I'm I, I still have the, my, again, to plug the Dallas public library, I still have a bunch of issues left on what I borrowed Good. and all on my iPad through hoopla. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that might be in the offing. Excellent. Now, I don't know if this is a good point to talk about what we're doing next time.
0: I think it's an absolutely wonderful place to talk about where, what we're doing next time.
1: So you have suggested I read the, is it six or 12 issues? 12 issues of I, The Flintstones? I think,
0: yeah, I think Deuce do both volumes because they're on Hoopla. Let's let's just do it all. Do it. Yeah. Do it all. Yep. Do it. The Flintstones um, by Mark Russell.
1: And, and not... not Right by Mark Russell here, done very recently, mm-hmm. fairly recently. Yeah. Again, maybe I should have looked that up. But that's last, fine. For sure, within the last ten years of that. Oh, five
0: absolutely. Years. Oh, absolutely. Yes.
1: And, and then, and I heard nothing but rave reviews about it. I haven't talked I that hear much about, about it. About the reviews, I never read it. So.
0: Okay.
1: And not just from you. I talked to other oh, people. Okay. Where, oh, what? No, I, you know what? I don't talk to too many other people about comic books. I do okay. read about comic books. That, that's okay. I, I and guess. Yeah, a lot of other people on Twitter or in articles. <laughs> We're raving
0: about it. Yeah, no. That definitely. Definitely do that. That is what we're going to do for you. And you are having me read We Three. Is that how you say that? W-E-3?
1: You know what? I, I, I kind of uh, went back on that. Did you already start reading it?
0: Well, what? no. What else? What would you want me to read instead?
1: I was thinking for a lot of reasons. First, I've never read this, uh, The Eternals. Okay. The original Jack Kirby story.
0: Okay, that's nineteen issues. I mean, and you really do hate me.
1: Timely because you know the mo- The movie's coming out uh-huh. later this year. Okay, and I would. I'm very interested to see how it holds up. It's Jack Kirby. Okay, his return to Marvel. Uh huh. And I think that's nineteen issues, so it's a little. little yeah, it's more it's
0: two volumes. I than... you had mentioned it. I I downloaded it on uh, Hoopla as well, although it's also on okay. Marvel Unlimited. There you go. So yeah.
1: I think we three will eventually we three is a rough read, uh-huh. by the way. Just so Yeah. You know. Okay. So, yeah, I, I almost didn't want to reread that personally okay. just because it's I don't know how much you know or don't know about it. But it I, is,
0: I ju- just oof. just what you told me in the parts I've read already. Yeah. Okay. So, but yeah, we'll do Eternals I then
1: am looking for yeah. to...
0: we're going to read a lot then because I'm making you read two volumes and that's 19 yeah. comics. So, all right, that'll work. Can you get yeah. it done in a week?
1: I'm going to do my darndest.
0: All right, because I have yeah, next I Sunday off as well.
1: Ooh, perfect. Yeah. All right.
0: We can put a clock on this. I mean, Great. I still won't have edited yep. last episode or this episode, but actually by next Sunday, I'll be on the clock for editing the uh, <laughs> the next episode because that's <laughs> yeah, due to drop. Episode. Yeah, because we are recording this on January. <laughs> January. Good Lord. Wow. Sunday, May 30th. January. Wow. Yeah.
1: Where did January come from? <laughs> I have no
0: idea. I just looked at the date on my computer <laughs> <Zoom>. and <laughs> <All right. laughs> Yeah, um, May 30th and at the next, we, we just dropped the second episode on Friday of this week, so on the 28th, and I want to thank everybody that's listened so far. I'm surprised and rather pleased that i based on looking at where people are listening, I don't think I can name everyone listening at this point. So thank y'all. Uh, if you'd lo- like to contact us at all, you are welcome to. I am on Twitter at at HerringRedReal. That's H-E-R-R-I-N-G-R-E-D-R-E-A-L. And we have a website. Then, it, it, we have a, hold on, we have if... a an email that we have set up for the comic, which is hovandcharlestalkcomics Charles Talk Comics at gmail.com and it's Hav A N D Charles Talk Comics at gmail.com and we can respond to that. And Hav is also on Twitter at,
1: at HavGonzo Tweets is my handle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. And and there's uh... yeah.
0: there's also a there's also a Twitter page for this website. That, as I think I've mentioned before, I had I, I I set up prior to even talking to Hav about the podcast, and because that you is knew. you knew I was going to say yeah. Oh, I did, I did. And I could have always changed the name to I don't know. I I really like the uh, JCTC, so I would have to start to find somebody whose name started with J that liked comics. But I mean, I'm sure they're out there. We are. Uh, yeah. It is J and C talk comics. J A N D c-t-a-l-k c-o-m-i-c-s j and c talk comics on twitter yeah and you can uh you can enjoy the byplay between hav me and an unnamed intern who runs our twitter account
1: yes that uh <laughs> throw shade mercilessly at both of us which he's, is great
0: he's kind of a dick uh
1: well hey and again thank you everybody Thank you for to everybody that has listened and I hope we hope you keep on listening. We do appreciate it.
0: Yes. All right. Until next time. This has been Haven Charles Talk Comics, episode four.